Hi everyone, welcome to Career Chat. I'm your host, Grace Wyckoff. I'm a member of the class of 2023 here at DeSales and I'm a career ambassador. Get ready to hear from our professional staff, career ambassadors, members of the DeSales community, and of course, some very special guests. I look forward to all of us learning together. Now, let's jump right into it. Hi, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Career Chat. Um, It's Grace, and I am here with a very special guest, probably um, my favorite guest ever. I'm here with my mom, Julie Wyckoff. Uh, Mom, do you want to introduce yourself to everybody? Sure. I am uh, Julie Wyckoff. I am a career counselor who has been in private practice for the past 20 years. Before that, I worked at the University of New Hampshire with college students and I'm also a career changer. Prior to that, I was in uh, corporate finance, and I have a, an undergraduate degree from Rutgers University in economics and a master's in counseling from the University of New Hampshire. And I will say, though, none of those things compare to the best job I've ever had, which is being Grace's mom. I agree. <laughs> I think that is a pretty good job to have. <laughs> um, so today we are going to talk about the four keys to finding a job you love. And I was kind of inspired to talk about this after our last episode with Josh Knapp, and we started talking about values and how important it is to not only find a job that you're good at, but finding something that aligns with what's important to you um, as a person and in your career. Um, And so the first person I thought to talk about this was my mom, um, because this is something that I know is really important to you and something you use in your own practice with your own clients a lot and something that um, from not only working at the career office but also having you as my mom and taking all your assessments and hearing everything you have to say that I personally have found a lot of value in uh, during my whole career journey so I definitely wanted to share that with everybody. So would you like to run us through the four keys to finding a job you love? Sure so the four keys to landing a job you love are number one your strengths which is how you work The second is your values or why you work. The third are your skills or what you want to do. And the fourth is your, are your interests. So what sparked your interest in learning about this and wanting to speak about this today? So Cornell University did a study years ago uh, on what is the number one predictor of career success. And I think many of us think that it might be the connections that we have or even what major we we choose. But the truth is the number one predictor of career success is self-awareness. And I, it's part of my mission really is helping everyone understand these four things about themselves so that they can make better career decisions. I think that's really important and something that I think a lot of people have, you know, found a lot of value in. So would you want to run through the list, um, strengths, skills, values, and interests, and kind of go a little more in depth on each one and also give some examples of what they might be? Sure. So our strengths are our innate talents that we inherit. So if I were to look at an individual's strengths and also look at their parents' strengths, you would see common themes that they inherited, just like their eye color or height or hair color. Um, and so what's great about our strengths and knowing your strengths is that they, you, you have these no matter what your background or experience is. So for example, if you're just innately good at communication, no matter what situation you're in, you may be able to find just the right words to convey an idea. 
or maybe you've inherited, inherited the analytical strength, so you are able to analyze data or information and quickly find an error. Um, so, so strengths are different than our skills in the sense that they're just innate talents that we have inherited. Our values are why we work. Our, and our values are, um, are, are really important because they're very individual to us. And so if people are giving us advice about our careers, we wanna make sure that they share our values. Otherwise that, that advice might be irrelevant to us. So an example of a value might be autonomy or security. Um, often when I ask people what their number one value is, they'll say family is one of their number one values, but family really isn't a value. You wanna think about what's that underpinning thing that I get from family and that's really the value. So some people might value belonging or love and connection, right? That's the value underneath uh, what our family brings to us and, and to our lives. The third thing you want to know about yourself are what are the skills that you enjoy using? What skills motivate you? You know, what, when you get in that flow state where time flies by and, you know, it's been two or three hours and you've been working on something and you forgot, you know, to eat lunch or whatever, um, what are you doing during those, those times? those chances are those are your motivating skills and our skills are different than our strengths that we inherit our skills are things we learn uh so and develop over time so it might be a certain software program that that you've learned to use or maybe it is um, a certain type of project management process that you've learned on the job and finally we want to know our interests our interests are how we're wired what are we wired to do right um what are we drawn toward and we, there's a great um, th online assessment that you can take. Uh, it's called um, onetonline.net, I believe, and it's or My Interest Profiler, if you just Google that up. Um, and there's six different interest types, and I think everyone should know what interest type they are. There's doers, there's thinkers, there's creators, helpers, persuaders, and organizers. And so when you're thinking about, do I want to take on this assignment or this project or this role, you ask yourself, if you're a creator, right, will I be able to create in this role, right? Or maybe a lot of times we look at your top two types. So maybe you're a persuader and a helper. So in this role, will I be persuading people? And also, will I be helping? And if those, the answer to those questions are yes, then chances are that that would be a good fit for you, or at least something you, you might want to explore. I think that's really interesting and a nice way to break them down into kind of more um, consumable pieces rather than just looking at finding a job you love, which I think we always get the advice, especially as young people and college students, of um, just follow your passion or do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. And I don't think that's necessarily true. So would you like to talk a little bit about the difference between just following your passion or doing something you love? versus consciously applying these four keys to your career choices? Absolutely. You know, the word passion actually comes from Greek to mean to suffer. And so often when I'm working with clients, I'll ask them, you know, what, are, what do you feel so drawn towards that you're willing to have the occasional bad days or to, to have some of the work uh, or some of the days not be bliss, right? And I think we do lead people down the wrong path when we say, you know, follow your passion and you'll never work a day in your life because every job has elements of it that we don't love all the time. There's actually been some studies on um, when you're looking at a job ad, how many of the skills in the job ad should be motivating skills for you um, in order to take the role. And the number is about 80%. So if you, you wanna find a job where about 80% of the things that you're doing are things that when you're in that flow state and they energize you.
Another reason why just following your passion isn't always the best advice is that passion is only one of those four keys that we just talked about, right? Sort of your interests are sort of your passions, right? So there's also your values. And so, you know, you may be doing something that you love. Let's say you love to paint, right? So you might be trying to paint for a living, but you might, you may value security um, and stability. And so you might not be able to provide yourself with the financial resources that you need for security and stability through painting. And, and I've also seen people take a hobby, something that they enjoy and end up, you know, not enjoying it anymore because it's become a job. And so that's why I like those four, those six different uh, interest types. Let's say you like to paint because you also like to create in the broader sense. And so you can think about how are there ways that I can still be a creator, but maybe I can't make my living or or achieve that value of stability that I want um, through painting. So what are other ways I can create to make a living? I think that's a really good distinction. And as somebody who is in the arts and kind of did you know, choose to follow their passion, and I got lucky where it just happens to align with my strengths and skills, um, I think it is really easy to get burnout with something like that and not enjoy it anymore, and if it's something that, you know, you really love, you never want that, so I think that that's a really good uh, distinction to make because, you know, obviously this is a career podcast, but your whole life isn't your job, you know what I mean, so I think that's really important to still have those things that you just do because you enjoy them. What are some resources or, you know, next steps or tips for professionals and students who are trying to figure out what they want to do next or how to apply um, what you're talking about today? Yeah, so the first thing I would say is to go to your career center and do the assessments. You know, most career centers offer a values assessment. Um, You know, you can find out about your strengths and skills as well. Uh, and so, and, and anyone can go on onetonline.net and take this, my interest profiler. And, and actually that links you to jobs. So once you find out if you're a thinker or creator or persuader, it actually leads you to data, uh, lists of jobs where you can click on and read about that job, find out the salary by state, um, understand, is this a growing field? Uh, is, does it have a bright outlook or is this maybe something where I like it, but there's not going to be a lot of opportunity there. So you can use that, that website to explore things based on your interests. You can do a values exercise through your career center. You can also go to the assessment I use is something called UMAP. You can go to myumap.com and there are some free worksheets and resources there, um, that you can use. However you need to get at the information, the most important thing is to, Uh, take the time to find out about these four key areas about yourself. Totally. I also think everyone should come to the career office and take our assessments. And I think that was a very good uh, plug for the career center. So everybody should come. Um, But I personally really like the ONET online one. I think that one's really helpful because it gives you, then you just spit out a list of careers that might align with that. So I think that one I personally really like. Um, How has learning and educating about uh, these four keys to career success or career um, fulfillment, how have they changed you as a person, a student, and also as a professional? I think these four keys have really um, directed me in all of my career changes. So I started out in corporate finance and, um, you know, at that point I valued financial independence, you know, and, and security and stability in that way. And then I realized that I was a helper. And so I made a career change into something where I would be more directly helping, you know, when I went back to school and got my master's in career counseling. Um, And then most recently, I was actually taking another assessment for myself. 
And I realized I wasn't, I was underutilizing the thinking part about, of me. And I want, I'm going back to school for, to earn my doctoral degree to contribute to my field in terms of the knowledge base and just to learn more because one of my top five strengths is learner. Um, and I love to learn and I, I need roles in which I'm constantly learning new things. So, uh, and, and from a values perspective, right, our values change throughout our lifetime. And so don't think, hey, I kind of figured out my values and skills, interests and, and um, strengths. And now when I graduated college and I'm good, I'm set, you know, you really do need to at different points in your career, take stock of how have my values changed? What, you know, and and what are the things I want out of my career? And then use that information to make those adjustments as you go. Totally. I definitely like that you come back to the point that it's okay if they change too, because, you know, you always say that the average person has, what is it, seven? They have, so the average person has three to four distinct different careers within their lifetime and um, every seven years we go through an economic recession or some change where the marketplace changes on us even if we liked what we were doing right every two to three years people change jobs so the best thing you can do as someone coming out of school is just learn who you are and also learn how to change positions how to um, know what you want and who you are and how to make a career transition because you're not you know, and, and I actually think I, while majors are important, the majority of my mid-career clients are not necessarily doing something in their major. So the major is just the starting point. Pick the best thing you can think of based on your assessments for your major. And then understand that the world of work is going to evolve and your values might change over time. And you just feel, know that you, un, you have a process for getting yourself through that change throughout your career because it's really inevitable. It's, it's going to happen. Totally. Yeah just applying, you know, your strengths and your values and everything to whatever the current workforce is looking like and being adaptable like that. If you could give one piece of more general advice to somebody who really doesn't know where they fit or is having trouble finding something that, you know, really aligns with what they want out of their life, what would that advice be? So I would say follow your curiosity. You know, once you understand your interests, your strengths, your values, and your skills, you're going to probably be curious about something or have a hunch that, oh, maybe I fit in this world or that type of an organization. And the best thing you can do is to talk to people that are in those roles or organizations of interest. I think in our digital world now, we get so caught up in online research and looking at online job ads. And the truth is job ads aren't often written that well. They don't even necessarily fully represent what it's like to do that job. The best way you're going to get at great information about a career choice is to speak with people who are currently doing it. Not only does that help you from a networking perspective, but you're just going to get better information. So some people like to call these um, informational interviews. I like to call them career research conversations because it takes the word interview out of the equation and makes it a little less intimidating. You're really just gathering information. And I can tell you that you know, if you use LinkedIn and find people that are doing things you're interested in and you reach out to them either through a common connection or even on your own, many professionals really do enjoy talking about what they do. And when a young person coming out of school is curious about what they do, many people are willing to share their experience and what they like and what they don't like um, about their about their jobs. And that is the best way to figure out where you might fit. There's actually a book called The Proximity Principle that talks about just putting yourself in in situations or into a room, let's say, let's say, with people doing the things you think you might love doing 
dramatically improves your, your um, chances of doing that work one day. And so get yourself in the proximity of the people doing the things you think you might be curious about. And the other thing I would say is that's going to lead you to other jobs that you may not have even thought about. So when you're speaking to them, they might say, hey, you know, this is what I do, but I think you would even love this type of a role even more. And that gives you more job titles to now search the job boards and to and to now interview other people about. Totally. I think that the informational interviews is a really good tip and you know it's like you always hear when you know you're having to do small talk with somebody people like to talk about themselves ask them questions because they want to know they want to know um or they want to talk about themselves they want to share that information especially if you know if you're picking the right person as somebody who's really into what they're doing and also it's you know learning these things about yourself is an opportunity to back up this curiosity that you might have had with like facts and it's like oh well this job aligns with these things that I now know about myself now I feel like I can go and you know further explore that because it you know according to all of these things really looks like it would align with what I want to do so I think that's a really good uh point to add mom so thank you so before we wrap up I just want to give you an opportunity to you know share anything else that we might have missed or add anything that you think is important for people to know yeah, so one of the things that I've observed when it comes to knowing about yourself and these four keys is sometimes when people are trying to help us and, and they're very well-meaning, they'll give us advice or suggestions about careers for us, and they may have different values than we have. So for example, you might be someone who values autonomy and adventure, but you're getting advice from someone who's trying to help you by saying how much they love their job but they love their job because um, it's very predictable and they know exactly what they're going to be doing every day. And they, they may value that type of predictability and, and, um, and security, right? So it's important when you're getting advice to listen for those values words and say to yourself, is this values-based advice? And if so, does this person share my values? So that you're not um, taking advice from people that want to help you, but maybe are not going to lead you down a path that for you personally isn't going to be as fulfilling because values are very individual to us. The other thing I would say is you can't always get all of your values honored at, at once. So you really do need to prioritize at this stage in my life. Do I value adventure and autonomy maybe more than security and stability, right? So making yourself write down what your top five values are and prioritize what they are. And the last thing I would say is, you know, to just have fun with the process. I think we put so much pressure on ourselves to find the perfect major and the perfect job. And the truth is you don't really know what you're going to love until you give it a try. And so if you do the, uh, the, the work on, on understanding yourself and gaining that self-awareness, you're likely to pick something that's, that's, that's in, a, in the right direction. And then, and then you can adjust as you go. So have fun with the process. Show your curiosity. When someone's really excited and curious about something, people usually want to rally around them and help them. And, 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 and especially, you know, if you're showing an interest in a certain field, people are going to want to help support you and bring you along. So um, I would say, you know, have fun with the process. Don't put too much pressure on yourself and just know that you can adjust as your career evolves. I think that is really good advice. Um, this has been so much fun being able to do this together. A big part of why I started working at the career office is because of you. So thank you so much for um, coming on here today with me. And I think this was some really good information. So thank you so much. Thank you, Grace. My pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Career Chat. Make sure to follow the DeSales Career Development Center on Instagram, Facebook, and Snapchat to keep up with all the wonderful things happening including this podcast. 
I look forward to seeing you in the Career Center.